this week ahead is like everything is a sign. No, more so than normal. I know I always say that, but this next week is going to bring you signs, symbols, synchronicities, aha moments, chance encounters, and I want you to pay attention to it all. All right. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hi, my cosmic cuties. I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy, aka your personal cosmic consultant, giving you the rundown, the cosmic energy report for the week ahead from 514 to 520, May 14th to May 20th. What is going on in the cosmos and how does it affect you personally down here on Earth? Well, I'm going to get into it. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Jupiter moves into Pisces like right now. I'm very excited on the day of this release. Jupiter, the big sky daddy, planet of expansion, faith, and optimism, is moving into the dreamy mermaid music festival, loving, peace, love, and harmony planet of sign of Pisces. So announcements. Okay, let me get into those first. First of all, thank you guys so much for your support for my husband, life wizard, my Libra. I really appreciate it. I was like, not, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to know. I have like some Virgo placements. It makes me a little bit more private. So I don't always like put my personal life on blast, but it just also felt weird to not bring it up. And I'm happy I did because the outpouring of love and support and DMs and just beautiful messages. It was like so amazing. It made me feel so lifted up. It made me feel so held. And I talked about it in another podcast episode I just recorded. But people who don't believe in the power of prayer, what are you doing? You're whack. Because I know prayer has like a loaded word. It's a loaded concept. But just the exercise of having people think about you and send you love and like send you support. It's so real. It is tangible. You feel it carrying you. It's so healing. My hubby, I feel like was very flattered, honored, felt very loved to hear about all that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Also in other fun celebratory news, I decided to like kind of be a person who has a podcast and look at my Buzzsprout page and just check out certain things and stats. Normally, my podcast manager, Alicia, who produces the show, she usually handles all of that and I'm just in like la-la land. But I looked at it and I saw that we're at 24,000 downloads and I was like, what the fuck? That is, I just, I have literally no words for that, but I am so touched and honored and think that's so freaking cool. We've been doing this for a little over a month and I don't know about, don't I don't know a lot about podcasting, but I think that's really cool and really big and great. So thank you. And that's just because of you all listening to it and sharing it with friends and 
wow, you girls humbled. And on that note, I also really appreciate and want to thank you for all of your ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. We have for the time being, probably, I don't know how long we'll do it for, but for now we're picking one winner a month to win a free (laughs) one-on-one reading with moi, yours truly. And we're about to select the winner for this month. So if you haven't gotten your rating review in, go ahead and leave it there and we'll reach out to you. It helps if you make your username, your like Instagram name so we can find you easily. But thank you for that. Thank you for them. You know, like I just feel like I listen to podcasts for years and they're always asking people for their ratings and reviews. And now I understand why it's super important. I also just get a little chuckle from reading some of them. You guys are so clever and you're all a little quirky and I just love you. I appreciate you. So as a reminder, what this episode, what we do is I'm going to tell you some of the themes for the week. Then we give you your day-by-day emotional moon report. And we're going to talk about the big events you need to know, okay? The big planetary movements happening. So you can plan your movements around them. Planet with the planets. That's what we're going to do here right now. But like always, I like to do a little recap from the last week. Pull back before we move forward. Going to try and keep this kind of like a rapid fire recap. Sometimes I feel bad because I want to give more things time and attention, but I try and keep this around 30 minutes because I know we all are busy. You got shit to do. You got to get your energy report in so you can live, laugh, love. Shout out to Heather McMahon. Um, she always says that and just move on with your life. So I wish I was like a full on news show. I wish I was like NPR on the hour, every hour, giving you a rundown of like current events and how they play into astrology and thoughts on them and research. But, you know, just trying to keep this snappy here. So I'm going to like play around with calling, having segment names for things because my Virgo brain loves a good segment and organizing information that way. And my elder millennial in me just loves segments like listening to old morning shows and radio programs. So this segment is called, if astrology isn't real, then why? That, that, that. (laughs) Okay. So this is something I think to myself like 10 times a day. Like if astrology isn't real, for example, then why is Jeff Bezos a quadruple Capricorn? Okay. If astrology isn't real, then why is New York City a Capricorn? I don't know why I have all these Capricorn fun facts today, but I was just writing something about Capricorn energy. So it's just up on my brain. Okay. So if astrology isn't real, then why? In the past week, we found out JLo and Ben Benefer is back. And if astrology isn't real, then why did this happen? right when Venus entered Gemini. Venus is love and relationships. Gemini is about doing things twice. What up? The remix of JLo and Ben. Also, JLo's natal Venus is in Gemini. And so she's going through her Venus return, which is usually a significant moment, a chapter or a little something like a right of passage that happens in terms of your love, affection, relationships, sense of worthiness, or public appearance. Also, I love that JLo like, just loves Leos. She's a Leo. A-Rod's a Leo. Ben's a Leo. It's just a Leo party over there. Moving on, if astrology isn't real, then why did the word chugi appear in the landscape last year in our cultural zeitgeist when Mercury moved into Gemini? 
Mercury in Gemini is when we see new words appear, new phrases, especially Mercury was lining up with the North Node, so very faded words, things that enter our vernacular. Like It's very rare when a word just comes around and you're like, that's the day that a word appeared. For those of you who don't know, I guess some Gen Zers got together on the interwebs and decided that Chugi, C-H-E-U-G-Y, is the new word. It kind of feels like it's like basic but like in a maybe a more like mean way but chuggy is like i think people who literally wear like live laugh love t-shirts and wear like chevron printed dresses i don't know there's a lot of tiktoks about it but chuggy it happened mercury's in gemini if astrology isn't real then why didn't Nicki minaj and rihanna announced it about to collaborate during Jupiter and Pisces, which Rihanna is a Pisces. And Jupiter and Pisces is just going to bring us so much new this summer, like creativity and collaborations and unity and fun things coming together. It all feels aligned, okay? If astrology isn't real, then how come we're in Mercury retrograde shadow, aka Mercury retro shade? And I saw another article come out about someone having like a Zoom incident. Some guy was doing a drug trial on Zoom with his judge and lawyers, and his Zoom screen name was But Effer 3000, but the effer was spelled out. And the last time we had a story like this with a cat lawyer, remember that from the fall? Mercury was also in retrograde. What is up? Okay. But on a more serious note, if astrology isn't real, then why? We have Uranus is in Taurus, square Saturn in Aquarius. And I talked about in my 2021 webinar, we were going to see really significant labor strikes, people getting together, unions, um, a real uprising of workers happening. And the whole striking happening in the fast food industry, I forget all the exact chains, but there's been all these pictures of signs circulating of just people being like, hey, sorry, there's no one here to help you because our employer won't pay us a living wage. Or like, you know, it's like this job is so shitty, basically no one wants to do it anymore. And I'm even seeing that I'm in Cleveland right now and there's no Ubers here. There's It's like a 30 minute wait to find an Uber anywhere. And I asked the Uber driver that I did get to find and he just said, he said, Uber's making it so hard to make money that no one really wants to even do it. So talked about in the 2021 webinar that we were going to see a really big uprising of labor strikes happening and people demanding fair wages in a way they have never before. So that's on that. That's on astrology receipts. If you want more info on any of this, we have the 2021 webinar recording available for purchase on our website. It's like two hours, but it's literally everything you need to know for 2021. My Virgo went off on that and like mapped out every transit, every prediction, every way to work with the energy for the year. And it's been really interesting to see things play out. Similarly, Saturn return of the internet is happening this year. And if astrology isn't real, why did we see Facebook going up against Apple this last week? That is very Saturn return of the internet happening. The internet is a Saturn in Aquarius and going through the Saturn return this year, it means that we're going to see a lot of rules, regulations, restrictions, just growing pains come to Jesus moments for the internet. That probably for the next like year and a half, two years, um, while that Saturn return builds up. So anyway, these are just some of the things that we can look back on from the last week and really tie into astrology. Why is this important? I talked about it before, but astrology is a tool of like 
science. It's a tool of math. It's a tool of psychology, and it's also a tool that helps us understand history and historical events. And by understanding history and historical events, we can better understand the future. So, like I said, if you want more of that, the Astrology of 2021 webinar is two hours of me astro nerding out hard. All right, so let's get into the themes for this week before I get into the day-to-day moon report. Like I talked about in the intro, signs, symbols, synchronicities, things are going to be happening and things are buzzing because we are in the official eclipse season has begun. The actual eclipses, you might be saying, Maddie, our first eclipse isn't until May 26th and when we have our total lunar eclipse in Sag. But eclipses, we feel the effects of them a month before the actual eclipse portal, and we'll feel them a month after it closes on June 10th. So when eclipse portals open up, we start to feel a lot of cosmic occurrences. We could feel really exhausted. We could feel weird things happening, old patterns coming up, old relationships we thought were done popping up. We just feel things feel very charged and feel very heavy. I'm going to get into that a little bit more in the rundown. And adding to that, we are in Mercury Retro Shade, like I mentioned with the Butt Effer 3000. We are in the official shadow period of Mercury going retrograde, which happens later this month. But again, just like eclipse season, we are so lucky, so blessed. We get to feel the pre-shadow of retrograde happen. And it's like three weeks that lead into it. It's thinking about getting like Mercury is getting warmed up to slow down, if that makes sense. The exact day of Mercury retrograde is May 29th. Mercury will station retrograde in the sign of Gemini. We'll get into more what that means. And the other big theme for the week, you see these things are like pre-energy. We're getting ready for eclipse season. We're getting ready for Mercury retrograde. And also we have Gemini season starting. So Gemini season is the mind is lit and we have a lot of planets in Gemini right now. We're going to have a lot of clarity, a lot of communication, a lot of connections, a lot of like cosmic downloads and things that are going to feel like from a year ago, things that we were learning about or things that were popping up into your life. You're going to feel like a full integration of them starting to happen this week. So Gemini season is starting and Gemini is joining Venus, Mercury, and the North Node. The sun is meeting up with all those crazy cats up in the sky. So these are some of the themes we're thinking about. It's like a lot of dust is getting kicked up in our psyches. Things are like coming out of the woodwork, little, we're getting cosmic clues and breadcrumbs. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to work with that and take advantage of that in a moment. But first, who wants to talk about the moon? I'm going to run down just the moon report for the week. And this is, again, if you're new here, well, welcome. But the moon report is like your emotional, your inner weather for the week. This is how you can understand how to plan for the week, how to honor your emotional self-care. The moon affects our inner world. So we have on Friday uh, with Jupiter moving into Pisces, we also have the moon is in Cancer through the weekend. So honey bunnies with Jupiter and Pisces and the moon and cancer, it's going to be a watery AF weekend. If you can literally get to the water 
go do that. It's going to feel really good. But you can expect to feel emotional. You can expect to feel really intuitive, maybe having really vivid dreams or wanting to like play, create, again, things that feel fluid. I would honor all of your emotions that come up. And I, I would make time to be near water or even take a bath, something that connects you with that. Like water is very healing. It helps us feel buoyant. It helps us feel held. It reminds us of the womb space. So those kind of activities over the weekend are feel good. Mars and the moon will be together. So just watch out for like having your emotions leading you to like anger or clashing, especially with family or people from your childhood or growing up over the weekend. Don't say I didn't warn you. That's just your heads up. Then we have on Monday, the moon moves into Leo and the moon in Leo, we really only have that. Let's see. It's a quick little jaunt. The moon in Leo, just the 17th and the 18th half of the 19th. So I want you to enjoy those days. With the moon and Leo, we're going to feel like we want to maybe dress up a little bit. We want to something with self-expression. Moon and Leo days are great. If you have to film anything or do something where you're taking center stage in your life, moon and Leo days, do that. You might feel warm, cuddly, great days for affection. And with that Gemini sun, Leo moon, those are actually like hot date nights. So if you've been meaning to plan something with your boo, do it those days. Or if you have a first date planned, oh my God, those will be really fun days for connection. Then we have on the 19th, around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to the 20th and 21st, we have Virgo, moon in Virgo. So those days that's going to be double Gemini days. The sun is going to be, I mean, sorry, double Mercury days. The sun is going to be in Gemini. The moon's going to be in Virgo, which means you are going to feel very analytical. You are going to have the mind is going to be going off. Those are great days to communicate. If you have to have a big conversation, if you have to do any kind of writing work, speaking work, any kind of decision-making, this is a great day to do like pro and con list type things, but don't do pro and con list for a partner, like a man or a girl, because if you're sitting down to do a pro and con list with them, it probably means it's just over already. All right. That's just a hot tip from me to you. But those Virgo moon days are also good days for like clearing out clutter, organizing, you know, organize your life, your inbox. That's going to feel really good and set you up for success, especially because we have Mercury about to go retrograde and in that organization process. Why not just back up your data? It'll feel good to do that. Okay. Back step up to the cloud. So Virgo moon. All right. That's your emotional moon report. And let's just get into the day to day. What some of these planets mean for this week ahead that I talked about. So the big thing that I really do want you to use, this is we're in Mercury retrograde shadow. Sure. But Mercury retrograde shadow is way different than Mercury retrograde. Shadow period is like we're packing for the trip. We're thinking about it. We're getting our to-do list. We're getting our affairs in order, but we haven't left yet. Okay. So you're going to feel that like Mercury retrograde-ish energy happening, but you can still do the things. You can still sign the contracts. You can still make big purchases. You can still you know, hopefully not have too much being messed up with travel and technology. But like if there is something, if you're launching a website or you're need to sign a contract or you need to do something that involves having a big conversation, I would get it done this week. Okay. We have some other smaller transits happening that will support that. And I would say the opportunity 
do it now, okay? Because the other things we can know about the pre-shadow, what we'll be feeling is you might begin to get a little preview of what's to come during the actual retrograde phase. Remember, I said pay attention to signs and symbols. So yes, that could be in an esoteric, spiritual, metaphysical way for larger things happening. But that could also just be little hits from the universe. What do I mean by this? Well, um, last Mercury retro shade we had was in the fall, in October, it was right around the election. Actually, the election was during Mercury retrograde this year. And I kept just feeling like I should charge my phone more, like I was sleeping and not charging it overnight. I also had some like software issues, storage issues, the whole nine. I cleared up the storage issues before Mercury retrograde, but I didn't replace my charger that I keep by my bed. Long story short, I fell asleep with it, had a low battery in the morning. The day of the election, I completely lost my phone in my backyard, never to be found again. Super mystery. That is an extreme Mercury retrograde example story, but it's like I kind of kept getting the hints during Mercury retrograde, like replace that charger, get a new one, don't go to sleep without charging your phone. And I paid the price, all right? Mercury is the trickster, is the mischievous planet in the zodiac. So things will go missing, things will break. It's not like your life will be over, but there will be annoyances for sure. And we're meant to like slow down and pull back. So think about it like you're going on a trip. What do you do before you go on the trip, right? You get all of your affairs in order. You put up your OOO, you're out of office, you make sure you delegate your tasks, you get, you know, like that week before the trip you go on, it's like almost busier than everyday life because you're doing double the work. Think about that like now, okay? If you're having little glitches in your laptop, fix it now. If your check engine light is on, fix it now. Mercury also rules cars, okay? If you have to have a big conversation, start to either have it now, lay the seeds, or just bite the bullet and do it because during Mercury retrograde, miscommunications um, happen. And if you're feeling like there's a fissure in your communication with a partner, a coworker, a friend, family, think about like how you can get ahead of that now. Because again, whatever's happening now could be a preview for something that could get bigger during Mercury retrograde. Okay, so you're going to receive some clues of some of the emotional or mundane work that may lay ahead during the retrograde. Some of the emotional clues during Mercury retrograde X's can definitely pop up out of the woodwork. So just, you know, you could get clear, you could reflect on patterns in your past relationships, figure out now how you want to cope or react or respond to an X reaches out. That way you're not caught off guard and you don't make emotions that are from a place of that more surface level knee-jerk reaction, okay? And honestly, don't sweat it. Don't panic. Honestly, ancient astrologers viewed Mercury retrograde as this magical and transformational transit. It's only been in the past like two decades, past generation of astrologers where it became this like fearful kind of a thing. So, and there's a lot I'm going to talk about of ways to work with Mercury retrograde that are quite magical, rituals, um, divination, super exciting, but you got to listen. You got to listen. Astrology asks us to respect the planets and the cosmos. And one way we do that is by heeding the advice and paying attention to things that have been in the past. Okay. So I will be making sure my phone is charged while I sleep overnight. Similarly, on a very close page, a similar page, is that a close page? That's not really the expression. We have 
eclipse season is coming. We have a summer eclipse season this year. So from now until the end of June, we're going to have some things rocking our world, all right? Especially as we get closer to the full moon eclipse on May 26th and the new moon eclipse on June 10th. We might feel like the pace of life might feel like rapid change and transformation starting to happen. You might feel, like I said, very emotional. I I should say that eclipses happen, they're major events, but they're not rare. They happen every year between three and seven of them, and they occur in clusters of two or three. And a year and a half eclipse series began this past year on June 5th, 2020. And it started to light up the Gemini-Sagittarius axis, which started to shift our method of communication and how we consume media and ideas, how we think about things, interests in new ways of living. And it's also affecting how we travel, Sagittarius, how our beliefs, um, our ideologies, challenging where we're dogmatic, challenging our ideas of freedom. All this hopefully sounds familiar, right? So that began in June. So we're going to feel like some things that came up in June, they're going to recirculate and we're going to feel them again. And the North and South nodes are where the eclipses happen. So you can look in your own chart where your North node and your South node is if they are in Gemini, North node, Sagittarius, South node, or vice versa. You're going to feel this a lot. That's me. I have my Gemini, North node. So you're going to feel like these eclipses are almost like a chiropractic adjustment to get you back on your karmic path, on your soul path. All right. So you might feel big life changing events happen. And if you've gotten off track, these eclipses are going to move things out of the way, remove things, shift things, wake things up, shake things up to try to get you back onto your true path. Okay. And that's why I like with eclipse season, when it begins before the actual eclipse, I like for you to think, get really intentional. Who are you? What are your intentions? What are your beliefs? How can you get in deeper alignment with them and maybe remove, release things from your life or get clear on what you want to release before eclipse season? Eclipse season is like the universe is cleaning out your closet or, you know, doing that chiropractic adjustment. I always say it's like, the difference of having someone else clean out your closet for you versus you cleaning it out. You know, which one of those feels better to you, right? It's going to be like, well, yeah, if I told you you have to get three things out of your closet, you'd be like, okay, I, I can figure that out. Yeah, I can get rid of like that Forever 21 bandage dress and like, you know, that like bomber jacket that's two sizes too small and I can get rid of that like college t-shirt versus if I said, okay, I'm going to have a stranger come and remove three things from your closet. And you're like, wait, hold up. You just removed that pair of jeans where my booty is popping in it and that vintage fringe jacket that makes me feel like Stevie Nicks. And you removed like my favorite date night cocktail dress. Like, how dare you? So get ahead of it. Think about what you want to clean out of the closet, out of your life. What is keeping you blocked? What's not in alignment? What have you outgrown? What is so last season? And start prepping, okay? Start writing that down, having awareness in your life. I promise you, it's going to help you if you do this in advance, all right? It's going to make clip season feel a lot more seamless and a hell of a lot more supportive because eclipses are portals where time can speed up and slow down and things can happen during eclipses. That's almost like supercharging you. It's like up leveling your life. You could skip through many levels of growth. You can fast forward through cycles. Time gets weird in them. So don't worry about how big the things are or how insurmountable they seem. 
Your job is just to get clear. So that's like, that's, those are the big things. And then like I said, Sun is moving to Gemini. Gemini is our divine messenger planet. Gemini brings messages. Gemini also asks us to do things twice, usually. And Gemini Sun is meeting up with the nodes of fate, the North Node. It's meeting up with Mercury, Venus. So it's like we're all getting messages now, left and right. I want you to pay attention to them. Gemini also rules the other and connection. So pay attention to who are the people coming out of the woodwork? Who are the people you happen to meet right now? What are the messages you keep hearing over and over again? Nothing is a coincidence, okay? Everything has a cosmic charge and I want you to pay attention to it all. All right, so that is it, okay? That's what I'm gonna leave you on. We just have a week full of a lot of cosmic breadcrumbs, clues, get curious, investigate things, write things down. And again, pay attention to the things that are coming up that you've done before that feel like a do-over or a round two or a sequel, just like Benefer. Okay. We're all going through a sequel moment right now. All right. So that's it. I love hearing from you. Like I said, leave a rating and review for the podcast. Slide into my DMs. At I am Maddie Murphy. Tag me and whatever, whatever's coming up for you in the week that lines up with this. Check out the Astrology of 2021 webinar if you're an astro nerd like myself, and I will see you next week. So stay cosmic, slay the week ahead, and we'll be in touch. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.